in this podcast going to be talking about the new wine and the kick. So on the sixth day of seeking him about the new wine and learning about the new shoes that I was to put on, this time he said something strange to me. It was about the kick. So I went to Hebrew first to look up kick. Strong's number 1163, bad, means to kick, kicked, to trample down, to despise and kick. What I'm seeing here is that as individuals we have the option of kicking out and we're either going to kick out in one way or the other. We're going to kick out against God for the burden that we face or because the Lord has opened our eyes we're going to kick out against the enemy so we see that in this word to kick ba'at it's made of letters which symbolize the house the eyes to see and then we have a choice to either rebel or submit to the Lord to be birthed to something or to submit to the snake and we have this choice for me personally I spent a lot of time kicking out against God shaking my fist in the air for what I faced in life and I've had to since obviously repent and ask forgiveness from the Lord for that but he took me to a word about this kicking out and what that means it's uh, Strong's number 947 bus means to tread down or to trample it means loathe squirming tread down enemies it means the blind movements of infants the simile of the king of Babylon and pollution you know, when I think about my own daughters and how when they're just babies, they just kick out. They can be lying on their back on the sofa next to you and they just be kicking you. They don't realize they're kicking out. They're just kicking out because they don't know any better. And in some ways, our life is a bit like that, that we kick out against God because we don't know any better. Uh, the Lord says that his people perish for lack of wisdom. And in that perishing, we're kicking out against him. We're rebelling against God. We're rebelling against what he wants, what he wants us to do, how he wants us to live our lives. In Acts 9, 5, it says, Is it hard for you to kick against the goads? The goad was an iron instrument for urging oxen, horses, or other beasts of burden. So it was what they would wear as an object of their burden, and they would kick out against it. In the same way, we look at the burdens we face in life and we kick out against them, not realizing that we're supposed to turn to God with it all. Bringing this back into the new wine, we need to be people that are not kicking out against God anymore, no matter what we face. We need to be instead kicking out against the enemy. And the word bus there that I mentioned, it really symbolizes that when we tread upon something, it's neglected, it's despised, it's profaning it. Here in Ireland, in the culture, there's something where, uh, you know, especially young people, but sometimes older people will kick out and break things that are publicly owned, that uh, taxpayers' monies have bought, like bus stops or buses or many other things, hospitals, they'll graffiti this and break this. And part of that goes back to the burden that we once had on our necks that we faced from the English running the country and because the public items back then were seen as part of the system that was burdening us. So we're kicking out against these objects and in the same way when we face a burden now we, we are going to kick out in some way. What way are we going to react when we face burdens as we move forward? Are we going to kick out against God? Are we not? We need to have a full understanding of the situation we're in so that we react in the right way. As the Lord has shown me this, I prayed. I said, Lord, wash my heart, clean this temple, mind, body, spirit of all that is not of you. 
so that I am caught up in your flow and can run and trample upon the enemy, making him my footstool. Lord, I repent for kicking out at you. Please forgive me, Lord, for all those times I shook my fist in the air at you. Part of why we turn away from God is because of the fat. So the word for fat there, chaleb, means best, fat, fat portion, fatness, finest, marrow, unfeeling, portions of fat, fat of body, smearing, a shield, unreceptive heart, rich food, sacrifice, choicest, finest, grease, marrow. And the letters there show the door to the to the heart, the door to the house. In Psalm seventeen ten it says they close their hearts to pity and their mouth speaks arrogantly. Psalm seventy three seven their eyes swell out through fatness and their hearts overflowed follies. Psalm one hundred and nineteen seventy their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. Genesis forty five eighteen they ate the fat of Egypt. And so when someone has all the good things in life, they don't necessarily turn to God. Revelations 3.17 You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. And so all the good things make a heart unfeeling, not wanting to turn to God. One of the consequences of that is a lack of pity. Arrogance comes from a lack of pity. Pity is defined as the feeling of sorrow and compassion caused by the sufferings and misfortune of others. It's a cause for regret. As the Lord was showing me all this, I had to recognise in myself a lack of pity. And I prayed, Lord, I recognise in me a lack of pity for others and a root of arrogance in my heart. And I don't want it there in my heart at all. So I repent and ask for your forgiveness. Just as with the kick, there's a decision with the fat. Is the fat that you have going to go onto your heart? Or is it going to go onto the altar? You see, the fat needs to be dissolved on the altar. It's like when you set a fire underneath it, it it just dissolves, almost. But if you leave that fat on your heart, it dissolves something else. It dissolves submission, it dissolves your relationship with the Lord, it dissolves a right way of looking at others to help them. It makes your heart unreceptive, and that lack of pity will just come through in, in a way that it spoils everything. What use is it to run with the new wine? if that's going to be spoiled by a wrong outlook on how to treat others who are suffering. What use is it if you run forwards, but you're still kicking at God and running along? You trip yourself over and fall down. And both of these ways are roots that you can fall. One to not having the right heart towards God, and one not having the right heart towards others. If you feel challenged by these things, I invite you to pray with me now. Lord, I invite you to come and ask that you would take everything that's all the finest things, all the best of who I am, what I am, all the choicest things, Lord, everything that you've provided for. And I just ask that you would take that onto the altar, Lord, and declare to you, Lord, the fat is on the altar. I ask that you would let my heart no longer be unresponsive, but filled with compassion, pity, and love. Your love, not mine. Only your love is sufficient, Lord. Fill my heart, Lord, with compassion, for others starting with my family my friends and then outwards from there lord he asked this in jesus name amen just some uh, further thoughts i was thinking about the kick that wine gives it's down to the alcohol content now i haven't drank alcohol myself in a long time it was one of those things the lord led me to give up but wine was never my drink anyway but i know that the part of the process is they're fermenting and i was just looking that up today looking for a bit more information 
I thought it was my impression that the longer you leave wine, you know, the higher the, the alcohol content was. But I was incorrect. The alcohol content is decided at the fermenting process. So depending on how much sugar is in there, it really brings out the alcohol level. So the yeast changes the sugar into alcohol and the byproduct CO2 is released. So I was thinking about that. What is it that's going to give the right kind of kick from the new wine? speaking spiritually now and as i was looking up about you know the possible meanings of what the sugar might be i realized that in some cases they wouldn't use sugar at all they'd use honey so honey is a sweetener and we know that the honey is part of the promise of the promised land so we're promised the, the, the milk and the honey so we can use the honey with the grapes of the promised land and make wine so i was looking up words there in hebrew and i chose the, the hebrew word mathok strongest number 4966 which means sweet or sweetness it means pleasant something sweet sweet sweetener of honey isaiah 520 says woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter so uh, what i'm taking from this verse is that the wine cannot contain any bitterness. We need to let go of any kind of offense that people have caused us. We need to have no bitterness at all, no twisted beliefs, no calling good evil and evil good and not exchanging light for darkness, that kind of thing. Not to be calling what the world calls good to take and say, well, that's good for me, but to have a right standing with the Lord. The second verse I came to was Ezekiel 3 3, and it says, And he said to me, Son of man, your belly feed and your stomach fill the scroll that I gave you. So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. It's the same word used there, Strong's number 4966. I'm getting from this is that the honey is directly related to the, the sweetness, the honey is directly related to our calling. So the Lord has a scroll for each of us and figuring out that scroll is really important it creates that sweetness that's again required for the new wine psalm 19 verses 8 and 9 the precepts of the lord are right giving joy to the heart the commands of the lord are radiant giving light to the eyes the fear of the lord is pure enduring forever the ordinances of the lord are sure and altogether righteous they are more precious than gold than much pure gold they are sweeter than honey than honey from the comb and what i'm picking up from that is that we need to have the right respect for the lord as mentioned here the fear of the lord and of his righteous judgments if we have the right respect and attitude towards god and that again feeds back into not having twisted beliefs not exchanging light for dark and dark for light and evil for good and good for evil or sweet for bitter we need to have the right perspective of god of the world of ourselves and we need to have this calling. And all of those things mixed together is that honey that goes to give the new wine its kick. And depending on where you stand with all those things, how deep you've gone with God, how good and righteous your beliefs are, and the calling that God has put on your life will really determine the level of a kick that the wine that's in you is going to give when people come into contact with it. Lord, let us pray that you would release people into this, Lord, people who have not compromised to the world, who are walking in your light, who know good from evil, who have that discernment, Lord. I ask that you would release to them their scrolls so that they can eat of it and be like honey in their mouths. And I ask that they would seek you more than any desire for gold or any other thing of this earth, Lord. 
that they would have fear of you, Lord, and of your righteous judgments, and walk strongly with you, Lord, so that the wine that is produced in them will give a really good kick for those who come to contact, Lord. And I just ask that you would release that now, in Jesus' name.